Okay, what's up? Welcome to the God's Children Podcast. This is the fourth time I'm recording this because I'm a mess. <laughs> so, I guess I should start by introducing myself. My name is Dora Bebe. It's a French name. That's why it sounds weird. Um, I'm 17. I live in Canada. Um, no, I do not have a cousin named Diego. My brother is not named Boots. I don't have a magical talking backpack. I don't have a map that tells me where to go. I don't explore. And I'm not even Hispanic. I'm black, if you wanted to know. So now that we got that out of the way, because I know know I'm going to get the jokes. Just please. I've heard them all. Literally one time I was at work, (laughs) just minding my business. (laughs) And we have name tags. And I was bagging this guy's groceries. And he goes, so do you explore much? Pardon pardon sir i will throw your groceries out this bag oh my gosh no sorry lord i know i'm supposed to be slow to anger but (laughs) people just be like wanting to see anyways let me just stop so this is the podcast it's a mess i'm a mess and i hope you're just down for it because i'm not perfect now oh yeah i forgot to mention i'm a christian and i love jesus and i'm here to talk about him so i should probably do that um so what's the goal of my podcast the goal of my podcast is to just give people an accurate, a rightful, true view of God and Jesus and who he really is and his character because the world gets it so wrong and some of us Christians get it, get it so wrong, some churches get it so wrong and I just want to be a voice to just speak the truth, speak the real truth, speak the truth of who God truly is. Um, Some of us christians do a really bad job of being a reflection of god and therefore people have a wrong perspective of who god is because us christians we do such a bad job of showing that and also i can't even blame the fact the reality is that some christians in the past have taken um things in the bible out of context and have oppressed groups of people i'm not even going to call those people christians because they ain't even christians but yeah, some people have taken the Bible, I use it out of context to oppress and marginalize groups of people such as black people, people part of the LGBTQ community, and even indigenous people. It's disgusting, it's gross, and this world's idea of who God is and Jesus is just completely, um, completely just, I don't even know the, the word to say just completely misconstrued oh that's a big word (laughs) misconstrued so i'm just here to tell you the truth in a loving way of course um and just spread the gospel i just want to i want to do my part and just letting everyone know who jesus is and accept them in his in in their lives because he's right there and he just wants you in, in his arms anyways so i guess I'm, this is kind of what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to talk about, this is like the season that that I'm trying to talk about, I guess. This is like the first season of the show, episode one. And I just want to talk about God's love and what that's supposed to do to us. How we're supposed to act according to that. Non-believers and believers. And how, yeah, just how, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm trying to do. God's love. God loves us. What do we do about that? Um, so this title of the episode, 
should be called God's love leads us to repentance. So to start off, let's talk about the greatest act of love, God's greatest act of love, which is that he sent his only son to down the, on the cross for our sins. I'm going to read a verse. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Come on now. He loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son to die for us so that we may have eternal life. Now, I know that concept might, might sound a little a little harsh for a lot of y'all, and I'm not even going to get into it. The reason why it had to be, I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the greatest act of love. And it's the greatest act of love because that's crazy, bro. Like, he literally died for us. Just saying, just, he, like, he he died for us. And the pain, the pain is that he was crucified on the cross. He was spat on. He was hated. He was persecuted and still even through the the little persecution that he was going through he still had love for the for his persecutors he still had love for us sinners and like imagine someone crucifying you like would you be able to love them no but god was and god is he still does love us and that's insane just having to face that is absolutely mad and this act of love brings us repentance. It brings us salvation. But it doesn't just bring us salvation. It brings salvation to everyone who believes. Anyone who has faith in him has salvation. And I think that's great. I think that's beautiful. And um, it's just, yeah, everyone should do it. Because I'm actually going to get into that. Why? What is repentance? Why do we need it? I'm glad you asked. Um, the I googled what is repentance, like the definition, and this is what popped up: the action of repenting, sincere regret or remorse. And I think that's pretty that's pretty good, but it's kind of vague. Like sincere and regret or remorse on what about what? Now, uh, we will get into that later. And then I went on Wikipedia, and this is their definition of repentance: the repentance called for throughout the Bible is a sum summon to a personal, absolute, and ultimate, unconditional surrender to God as sovereign. In repenting, one makes a complete change of direction, a complete 180 towards God. And that's Wikipedia. So <laughs> any teacher who tells me that Wikipedia is not a valid source, you lied. But anyways, that's that's just, that's a perfect, um, I would say almost perfect definition of one of what repent, repentance is it, it really is a complete surrender to god but i just want to talk about that i just want to settle on that for a little moment and just talk about um how we're supposed to call people to repentance how because a lot of us christians get that wrong we're not supposed to call people to repentance with the help of fear let's say you're just walking around and you just see a random person you're not going to go up to them and say hey you're going to hell give your life to christ no, because first of all, they're probably not going to listen to you. They're going to think you're like kind of a crappy person. But also, you're just, that person is going to give their life to Christ. Not because they love God or because they want to be with them. They want a relationship with them, but because they don't want to go to hell. That's it. And what that's not that's not a sustainable faith because the faith is not rooted in Christ. He's not the rock. 
but it's rooted in fear and fear is just a terrible thing fear can drive you mad so that's not good but also we shouldn't call people to repentance with telling them that they're gonna get a bunch of things you know come to christ he's gonna give you everything that you want he's gonna shower you and bless you and give you riches and money no 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 prosperity gospels out there you guys are wrong you guys are wrong because god he could give you everything that you want he's strong like that he really could but he gives you everything that you need because everything that you want is not always good for you okay so when we call people to repentance it should not be in fear it should not be in um pride in what is it called prosperity no it should be in love love because the fact and the the fact that god died for you for me knowing that some of us will never give his life to him you could be an atheist you could be a satanic and there is actually a uh, next Satanist that gave his life to Christ. And now he's living for the living for the Lord. And that's crazy. Like, that's just proof that God's love is just so powerful. That, that, that fact just, it can bring anyone to tears. And that's, that's just beautiful. And when you understand, and when you come to Christ knowing that it's because he loves you, it, it changes you. It's a, it's a real connection because... You understand that you can never lose that. Therefore, you have no reason to never stop believing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where I'm going at, but that's just that's just a little segue there. So now, why do we need repentance? Like, why? Well, glad you asked. We need repentance because of sin. That's it. I mean, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sin includes greed, envy, murder, malice, gossip, slander, arrogance, lying, sexual immorality, lust, and so, so much more. And if, by everything I just say, cited, cited, you like, you like, I do all of those. I think all of those. I'm all of those. Well, guess what? We're all sinners. <laughs> We're all sinners. We all suck. Wow. I'm just kidding. No, we don't suck. But god made us beautifully and wonderfully us and we all have a design purpose but we're all a mess pretty much and that's great because that's why we essentially need god that's why we need to repent that's what we're called to do as humans and also as christians you know i just want to say repentance is not just a one-time thing it's a continuous thing we should always repent when it's needed when we're conscious or when we've been convicted of a sin or something we should all be called to repent we should all repent all the time every time every day okay but um what was i talking about again but yeah that's why we need god because we all fall short of his glory and through him through his sacrifice on the cross we're washed and made clean and we're redeemed and we're made worthy um and i think that's just that's just amazing i'm gonna just read something i wrote right here we're all sinful we all fall short of god we all fall short of god's glory that's why we need god because through him he gives us grace through the redemption that came by christ jesus thus demonstrating his greatest act of love so that's why i wanted to start with that because what i'm saying here about sin repentance all leads back to his love 
And I want to talk about that, actually. Now, you may be thinking, okay, if God, if sin is such a big thing, then why did he create it? Quote, unquote. God didn't create sin. We did. Um, God does not love sin. He hates it. He hates that it's something that drove us apart, that's still driving us apart. But that's why he died for us, so that there could be a link, a bond to us again, a connection. Um, like Adam and Adam and Eve, you know, they deliberately decided to take the bite of the apple. Well, through the temptations of the of Satan, but you know, that's still their their decision that they decided to make. And through that they introduced sin. And God cannot be a part of that because God is so holy and he's so righteous and he's so perfect. He lived on the, he lived on earth for 33 years and he never sinned once. Man's is white as snow. So there could, there was no way that he was going to be close to sin. And that's why he casted them away. And now we are stuck with that. <laughs> so it's just, that's just great. But yeah, God didn't create sin. We did. And that's why he made a way for us to get back to him through a gruesome, horrific, torturous death. But he did that for us to give us life, to give us salvation. And that love drives us to repentance. That's essentially what I'm trying to say here. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. God, this is Romans 2, um, Romans 2, verse 4. God's patience, kindness is intended to lead us to repentance. That's essentially what I'm trying to say. And his kindness and patience is not does not only include that, but it includes love. And it includes um, love <laughs> and grace. So, so God's patience, kindness is intended to lead us to repentance. Yep. Now, let's not, let's not like forget okay let's not what let's not forget what tears us apart from god let's not forget what god hates which is sin because that's essentially what drove drove us apart from him since the beginning of times with adam and eve god's love does not include sugar coating or conformality in sin i just i just really feel like sitting on that for a quick little minute this is going to be a little bit controversial, and this is probably not the greatest way to start my podcast. But when people come into the church, they should be, yeah, they should feel loved by God. But they should, that love, like I said, should lead them to conviction of their sin. Understanding that a loving, righteous God died for them should bring them to tears, should bring them on their knees, asking for God's forgiveness. Let's not sugarcoat sin. Let's not say, yeah, God loves you. Stay as you are. No, God loves you. He wants to renew you, make you a brand new creature. That He wants to make you that person that he has perfectly designed you to be. So let's let's not forget that, guys. Let's not forget that sin is something serious. It wouldn't be that... <laughs> Come on now. Sin is something serious. If it wasn't that serious, why would... um? god cast out adam and eve like that if it wasn't that serious why would he say that he hates it so much if sin wasn't that serious then we wouldn't even need god you know what i'm saying so it's really important for us christians to really stay true in that yes let's be loving but let's also be grounded in the truth i feel like so many christians nowadays especially in the progressive christianity we have um 
use the gospel in order to to make people comfortable in their sins. We don't like to talk about God's wrath. We don't like to talk about his judgment, his righteous judgment. And that's something I actually really want to talk about in future episodes. Because I'm reading the book of Romans right now. I don't know if you could tell. I'm citing so many things from Romans. But I'm reading the book of Romans right now. And, <laughs> oh my goodness. The way he expli- the way that they explicitly talk about God's wrath and his judgment. But also in a fair, just way. It makes me almost think that are people reading the same Bible that I am? Are people pro are progressive Christians reading the same Bible that I am? Because he's definitely not making people comfortable in their sin. No, he's calling them out to repent. Um, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, God's love is great, but it's also grounded in truth. And let's not forget that. Matthew sixteen twenty four even says if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And that's Jesus speaking right there. So when you come to Christ, okay, you have to deny yourself. It's you surrender really. You surrender yourself to Him. You pick up your cross and you follow Him. So you surrender your fleshly desires, your earthly desires, your heart desires, and you really decide to desire what God wants and what He loves. And um. Yeah, so that's hella important right there. You can't follow Christ and also chase your fleshy desires. You cannot ask nor want God to guide you, but also deny his directions. You have to have a complete surrender to him. So, yeah, I hear a lot of people say, um, yeah, people keep on saying that God's in control, but with the way my life is looking right now, I don't think he is. Okay, well, may I ask you something? Do you have a relationship with him? Are you listening to him? Are you obeying? Like, do you really want God? Do you have a heartly, a full heart desire for God? Because you're not going to be able to follow his directions if you are not listening to him. If you don't, if you don't have that continuous connection and bond with him. And that's reading the word, prayer, every single day. You know, and getting that daily connection with them. That's for my Christians out there. Um, and I understand that surrendering yourself to Christ and, and just taking that leap of faith is a lot. It's a lot. Like, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> Denying your flesh on a daily basis and desiring the things that God wants and, um, it's just a lot. It's it's a lot. It's can, it can be hard sometimes too, cause you're, cause you will live in this body. Like this is this is, yeah, you live in your body, and to have to deny that and follow Christ, is hard, bro. I can't even cap. But the great thing is, God knows that. He knows that, and that's why He's for us. That's how. That's why He's with us constantly. And that's why he wants a relationship with us. And that's why he exactly died for us. So that we could have that option. We could have that connection, that bond with him. So, yeah. Essentially, he just really wants you to have faith in him. Faith in the plans he has for you. Faith in the purpose he has created for you. He has already like laid out everything. He's made the plan. He's made the steps. He's made 
everything and you just have to take a leap of faith you just have to trust him and walk alongside him and the best thing is if you strayed away if you're wait if you think you're way far gone way too far gone no you're not because he's right there he's always there for you You can come back and he will be right there ready to do it all again with you and that's just i just think that's beautiful i I just think that's amazing and we're not perfect we're not okay let's not forget that we're not perfect i'm still a sinner i'm no better than any non-believer okay we're all sinners we all fall short of god's glory but that's why he wants us and even in our mess even in our imperfection he's still for us and he still yearns for a relationship with every single one of us with you with me with my brother with my sister with my mom my dad everyone so coming to christ is not easy it's not the easy way. It's definitely not. It's def- most definitely not, especially in this world where you're bombarded with so many things that are like, completely opposite to what you believe and what scripture says. It can be really, really hard. So This world has so many temptations. But but Jesus will give you so much more than this world can come up with. The thing is, right, me as a Christian, I've honestly, I actually became a Christian like last year in 2020 in um march or april around that time so i haven't been a christian for that long and i can say that my walk with christ has not been an easy one at first it was really i guess i'm getting in my testimony then but um it was a really really hard one at first i dealt with a lot of loneliness i just i lost so many friends and i was dealing with just a lot of depression (laughs) not not the greatest but even though there were times where I just felt like giving up and I didn't understand why God was doing what he was doing, I still took that leap of faith. I still trusted him. And I realized that every time I surrendered myself to him every day, every time I took another step, I realized that it got easier. And I was, instead of crawling, suddenly I was walking. And instead of walking, I was sprinting. And instead of sprinting, I was literally freaking, I was sonic. I was sonic, okay? You know, it's hard. It really is. But I, every time you surrender, every time you're like, God, I cannot do this on my own. I need you. He strengthens you and he renews you. And that's freaking amazing. I can't explain. You know, I haven't gained much ever. I haven't gained much popularity. I haven't gained much money. I haven't gained that many friendships. If anything, I've lost so many friendships. But I've gained confidence in who I am because of Christ. I'm happy. And I can say I'm genuinely genuinely happy oh my goodness um i'm no longer fearful i used to be so scared of hell because i knew okay i grew up in um a christian home so you know the gospel was always spoken to me and i knew i was living in sin and i didn't care and i knew that i would go to hell and i used to be so scared every single day because i was so scared that he would come back you know the rapture would happen i'd be left behind i was so scared of dying because i knew exactly where i would go so i used to live in so much fear and now i'm no longer fear afraid and i used to be so shy and so insecure and now i'm not i can't say that i've gained a lot according to this world i'm not rich i don't have that many friends i don't even go out on most weekends except for work but i'm content and i'm i'm free i'm free from so much and that's something that could only be gained and received by god and i just pray you that's listening right now whether you believe or not, and if you don't believe, to just take the leap of faith, accept it into your life, please embrace him, like, please, bro, please, it don't even take that much, you just have to have faith in him, you don't have to come to him perfect, you don't have to be perfect for him, he does not want that, 
God is for the, what is it again? Okay, I found the verse. In Luke chapter 5, 32, it says, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repent. God is not for the righteous. God is not for you being perfect and keeping you keeping this facade of all, being all together. No, he wants you broken. He wants you messy. And he's going to put you back together whole, just like he designed you to be. So please take that leap of Please take that leap of faith and trust in him. You like taken you have probably given your faith in so many things. I know I have before I became a Christian. I've given my faith in relationships, in money, in guys, in friendships, in my body, I guess in a way. I thought that so many other things were the solution until I met Christ, until I met Jesus, and he was the he is the only one that has ever fulfilled me, that has left me full, um, quenched. The only one that has left me quenched, okay? So, please take that leap of faith. Please trust him into your life. I don't know why that ended like that. I really did not um, expect to talk about my testimony. That's a little That's a little part of it, a very small part of it. But I didn't expect it for go, for it to go in that direction. But, yeah. So let's recap a little bit. God's love. God's love is um, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for us. His beautiful, ultimate act of pain is what gives us life. <laughs> wow, that's poetic. But for real, that, yeah, that gives us life. And because of that, and yeah, because of that, we, oh my gosh, sorry. God's patience, kindness, and love leads us to repentance because ultimately we're sinners we're sinners and we need god we need jesus and let's not forget that his love is also grounded in truth so when we come to jesus we surrender ourselves we turn away from our flesh we deny our flesh we pick up our cross and we follow him and yes that may be hard that may be heavy but god is always on our side throughout the whole entire journey it's a never-ending process until the day we die and we're not called to be perfect we're just called to have faith in him, to trust in him. We're called to repent, but to also have faith in him and to trust in him. Yeah, so that's essentially this episode. And next episode, I will be talking about God's obedience. I mean, no, I will be talking about God's love that leads us to obedience. So please stay tuned. Please um, follow me on Instagram, Dora underscore Naomi. <laughs> Um, Naomi is N-A-O-M-E and Dora is D-O-R-A-H. See, I'm not even Dora the Explorer. My name has an H at the end. But yeah, that's it for today. And I'll see you next time.